Hi, I'm Avery. I am Lily. And after this episode, we are retiring to Fiji. Uh, probably not, though. Uh, today, uh, welcome back to From the Closet. I don't got the money to retire. (laughs) I also don't have a job, so no money here either. (laughs) But yeah, um, today we are... together. Yes, broke together, except we're like four or five, six hours apart. Something like that. The, the, the debt, the togetherness is, um... Not, not physical, but let's just say that. I can't think yeah, of okay. the word because it's 12 a.m., but... <laughs> okay, so, um... Today, uh, we here at From the Closet are doing our free movie of the month for March 2022. Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. Uh, this was a movie that I believe came out after DreamWorks had made *The Prince of Egypt* and *The Road to Elder*, *The Road to El Dorado*. Um, both of which were better movies. <laughs> this movie was. Can this movie live up to it? Spoiler: It can't. No, no, it can't. Uh, the vision, like, it's not a bad movie, but like, the visuals are practically the only great thing in it. I was telling Lily about this before the podcast. The movie kind of follows the same narrative structure as the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. And that movie does it better. And yes, I'm talking about the one with David Hasselhoff. That was a good movie. (laughs) Avery, um, we should cover that on the podcast someday. I don't know about that. (laughs) That that movie brought Ocean Man back into popularity. Oh my god. Okay, and like, another thing too, um, with regard to this movie, I'm going to struggle a little bit because Lily decided to take a nap after she watched the movie, and because of that, I decided to go and watch Rio, which was also a much better movie. <laughs> my fault, you wanted to go watch Rio while I was sleeping. Yeah, I mean, okay, so let me just get a few Rio comparisons out of the way first. Um, Number one, the romance in this movie does not work at all, as opposed to Rio, which has two romances in it, and both of them work. I did not feel the chemistry between um, Sinbad and, what was her name, Melina? Marina, something like that. See, I don't even remember her name, and that's the sad thing, because she was the only character with a fully fleshed-out personality in this movie, and then they ruined it toward the end by making her just kind of, like, fall in love with a guy who was sexist towards her. Oh, and then just absolutely spit on the person, well, while he was not watching, spit on the person that, you know, already said that she would marry. Yeah, okay, and to be fair, it was an arranged marriage, but the guy was clearly in love, uh, and we don't really know how she felt, but it's clear it wasn't that strong because she went to Zenbad and lost her personality in the process. Okay, just imagine 
Oh, you there met were- a childhood friend. Immediately stole your girl. I mean, like, what? Yeah, like, the first time they meet, he's trying to steal the Book of Peace, and, um... In the process, they get attacked by a sea monster sent by Eris, the goddess of uh, chaos. And basically, Sinbad saves um, Proteus, I believe was his name, saves his life. And Hmm. yeah. uh, So. But also, during this, uh, essentially, Eris kidnaps Sinbad and is like, you need to steal the Book of Peace and I'll make you rich. And the guy just flat out buys it. And I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Are you not even going to question why she wants it? Are you, like, why do you expect she'll keep her word? Like, okay, here's the thing. The whole thing of, like, a goddess's word is, like, eternally binding. That could be a lie, too. It's, like, true. Though, I mean... I mean, it's later revealed that it's not a lie, but still. I mean, he buys it, but at the end of the day, he never actually steals it. Yeah, no, he doesn't, because essentially... She tells him to steal it, and then she goes to impersonate him to steal it herself. Um, like, basically framing him for stealing it. That actually makes no sense. Why would you tell someone to go steal it, and then it's like, ah, I'll just steal it myself. You see why I don't think this movie is very good? <laughs> no, like, that's definitely one of the main points. I'm just like... But honestly, at that point, it seems like, wait, did I miss something, or... See, I'm not understanding the villain here at all, and that's what makes it weird for me. Because, like, she wants the Book of Peace, we don't know why, Um, and then she has a particular gripe with Sinbad, I think, um, because she frames him for stealing the Book of Peace... Um, and he's gonna be executed for that, but then, like, she knows that Proteus is going to try to take his place. Well, basically... And she thinks Sinbad is gonna run, and that's gonna cause that kingdom to go into chaos because the king won't have a child. The king could always just have another child. was gonna be... Um, Probius was going to take the place, Probius gets executed, and Sinbad, oh, Sinbad's living his, um, life back to wherever the hell, um, so, here's the way I thought the movie was gonna go. Um, the chaos, um, person was gonna get their hands on the book of peace, right? Mm-hmm. Then the entire world's going to go to shit because they don't have the one thing protecting them. That's not where the movie went because <laughs> yeah. she didn't do anything with the book. Yeah, she did. She. That's the weird thing. We don't know why she wants it. And then when she has it, she does nothing with it. I mean, she with the book, she just 
like she could have stolen anything and framed um like Sinbad with that premise. Exactly. The book wasn't important, and I feel like they set up the book way too much to have that not be important. Yeah, they make they keep hyping up the Book of Peace, but never show it actually really doing anything aside from parting some clouds. Um, let's see. Uh, so they go. I can't remember which happened first. Um, because they sort of follow like a um. They sort of follow the Odyssey formula, where yeah. where um, they encounter multiple different things on their trip to their destination. Um, so I don't remember if they were. I don't remember if they ran into the fish first, or the bird, or um, the sirens. Why don't we just go through them one by one? As I can't actually. Remember. Before we go, th- before we go through that, let's talk about how the girl sneaks on board the ship, and the guy is just like immediately sexist and never really learns. It's just like, oh, he'll later save her life, and that'll be it. His sexism just disappears automatically, and she automatically falls in love for uh, with him for no reason. <laughs> I mean, not just with being in love. But, you know, but sexism is also, you know, it's also it's narcissism, negative attitude. Yeah, oh, like, crap, am I supposed to, on. <laughs> am I supposed to be rooting for this guy? Like, I, I mean, guess I, he is supposed I guess to be I'm like rooting that for anti-hero vibes, you know, I guess that's kind of what they wanted. I mean, literally the only reason I want him to win is because I don't want Proteus to die. I don't give a crap about Sinbad as a character. And I think that's the weird thing. Because I think I'm supposed to. Also, I, I like Sinbad. Um, mo- mostly just, like, some of his dialogue is funny. I didn't laugh once throughout the entire movie. So, I don't know. I didn't find it very funny. Mm. But anyway, um, so yeah, let's talk about the three different things they encountered. Um, I'm going to talk about the fish first. It was fish. No, no. Actually, I should be talking about the sirens first, because the reason they stopped at the island that was the fish was because the ship got damaged, when they were dealing with the sirens. Right, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the sirens. They're pretty interesting. I don't know about them jumping on board the boat. Um, there was also that really weird scene that was kind of disturbing, where um, one, of them grabbed of hold them of, uh, one of them grabbed hold of Sinbad, and... Um, the girl whose name I can't remember. I want to say it's Marina or Melina or something. Mm-hmm. Um, she like manages to get sin, like get them separated. And there's this really awkward kiss that doesn't really make a lot of sense. 
Nothing makes a lot of sense in this movie. It's like one of those moments that I would expect to see in a really bad anime. This was a really bad anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, they get through the sirens, um, and they go to this island that turns out to be a giant fish, which kind of reminded me of the lion turtles in uh, Avatar yes. The Last Airbender. <laughs> Yeah, it reminded me of the Lion Turtles in Avatar The Last Airbender, um, which, I don't know, this movie came out first, so clearly, you know, that was its own thing. Um, Actually, yeah, you know, you could be related this to um, a bunch of other things, but this is one of the things that um, came out before what you could actually relate it to. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, I was talking to Lily about this um, before the podcast. I do feel that Eris has a lot of similar design aspects um, to uh, Meg from Disney's Hercules. And, and while I was calling her absolutely BS, um, it's I mean, not something BS. to consider. There's a lot to consider. Like The designs do look somewhat similar. And both of the movies focus on Greek mythology, Hercules a lot more so, and DreamWorks as a studio was created as a giant middle finger to Disney. So, I mean, also, they're both taking place in Greek mythology. Wouldn't it make sense if they looked like they came out of Greek? Well, actually, Eris mean, didn't really look like that, but... Yeah, and I mean, it's, I'm just saying they look somewhat similar to me. Honestly, anyway. I looked at both images, I can't see it. I looked at both as well, and I see it pretty clearly. But anyway, <sighs> um, so um. after they deal with the sirens, they go to this island, looks like a fish, talked about that. Um, so... They, they uh, essentially get away from it, and they're attacked by this giant bird after Eris froze the water all around them. I don't know how that didn't destroy the boat, because it should have. Um, um, plot reasons? Yeah, plot armor. <laughs> but, yeah, so this bird scene, I want to talk about the moment when um, like, it captures the girl... And carries her up to, like, the top of this ice mountain. And uh, she tries to run away and stuff. And there's this moment where it pins her down uh, by her coat. And then she escapes her coat and runs away while the bird, like, basically tries to eat her coat and then spits it out. I had to watch that scene like four times to figure out what the hell was going on because at first I thought, oh, is the movie actually going there? Are they actually going to have the bird just straight up eat her? And then I saw her again and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I had to watch it four times to realize that she took off the coat because they actually cut away before she even escaped it. Wow, 
um, fooled, um, looks like she fooled more than just the bird. I mean, it, it, it surely it doesn't help that I was watching the movie on my phone, but uh, like at the same time, but at the same time, they definitely cut away from that too soon. Hmm. Um, also, honestly, when I first looked at the bird, I was like, oh, hey, look, Articuno. It actually kind of reminded me of Hisui and Braviary. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it has all the white and everything, and, uh, I mean, the color of the beak is different, but... I mean, it didn't actually reckon, like, I just wanted to think of Articuno being in this movie. Just because. <laughs> yeah, why not? But, yeah, anyway, uh, eventually, they... Like, Sinbad rescues her, and this is where they just fall in love, like, pretty much immediately for no reason. Um, and uh, they they sail off, and uh, because the ice just disappears, um, because is, they knocked well, some... Once you um, destroy an iceberg, all the ice in the surrounding area will just disappear. Don't you know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so they keep sailing... And uh, they eventually come upon the portal to Tartarus. Um, okay. Um, and I, the side characters who have been annoying the entire movie. Um, they all die. Actually, this is something that I did laugh at. So I'm going to correct what I said earlier. I did laugh once in this movie. Because they the side characters had a bet that the Earth was flat. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Because, like, they think they're sailing towards the edge of the world. Hey, technically, weren't they? No. Because, like, their ship had to, like, literally fly. Yeah, but, like, it seemed like a giant hole just opened up in oh, the middle okay. of the sea. Um, <laughs> um, also... Which, also, yeah. that ship flying thing would never have worked. Oh, hell no. I'm sorry. I mean, unless if there was a strong updraft on it, like, I was thinking, like... I still it, think it would have been too heavy. It had to be a really strong updraft. I do kind of like what they did when they got to Tartarus. Um, okay, here's a question. A question to make you um, talk more about Greek mythology, but also because I generally do not know. What the fuck is Tartarus? It's complicated. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, actually, Tartarus what is, is Tartarus in this context? Because I feel like I've heard it in other contexts. Okay, in this context, it's just a place. Um, it, okay, then. It's specifically, it's supposed to be a place in the underworld, not in the sea. Um... I mean, so there's that. Actually, if Sinbad's there, what if this? What if they're just living in the underworld? And then, I like, also, um, uh, okay. So it's supposed to be in the underworld. It's also where, like, all the Titans were cast to um, at the end of the war between the Titans and the gods. Um, it's where monsters reform and everything. You know, the interesting thing this... is, in actual Greek mythology, 
Tartarus isn't just a place, but also a person. Weird. Anyway, the you know, they could have made a story about how the goddess of chaos was, you know, trapped inside Tartarus and needed the book of peace to escape. And yeah, but they didn't do that. That's why um you know, once she has the book, you know, she goes into a hissy fit rage and starts destroying the seven, no, the 12 uh, countries. That would have been a great movie. Sadly, that's not the ending we got. Except I do kind of think the, uh, the way they did this was a little bit interesting. Because hmm. uh, essentially... Um, they get there, and of course, Eris already knows they're coming. I don't get why she even bothered to, uh, like, give him a test at all to give him the Book of Peace if she didn't want to give him the Book of Peace. Probably See, because that... he knew he would fail and had no faith in... Yeah, but why even bother giving him that sort of test in the first place? I guess but anyway, to instill more discord and more fear. Fear mongering? I don't know. I don't know. It just really doesn't make sense. Like, she could have just killed him and been done with it. But, Honestly, anyway. All throughout she... the movie, it just felt like um, she was his number one fan. I don't. <laughs> Like, that's just how it felt. Yeah, it, the villain just does not make sense at all in this movie, and that's really what takes a lot away from it. Also, the romance not working at all. Um, and a lot of the characters having no personality. Mm. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so she gives him this test and is like, oh, if you don't receive the book. Like, she she basically asks him a question, and he has to tell the truth in order to get the book. And the question is, if you don't receive the book, will you go back and sacrifice yourself for Proteus? To which he says yes, failing the test, and then goes back and prepares to sacrifice himself to... Proteus, which then makes him retroactively pass the test. <laughs> and because goddesses have to tell the truth, um, <laughs> he gets the book. Yeah, he gets the book, and Proteus is saved, and then... Um, well, something that was actually a little bit funny was um, Proteus was like, you know, they didn't believe you before, I think they do now. <laughs> <laughs> Eh. I laughed more at the way you said it than the way Proteus said it. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so the girl, Melina, I believe is her name, or Marina, or something like that. Something generic. Um, she, she and uh, Proteus sort of have this talk, and she goes off and she joins Sinbad, and Hooray, the end. Except it's not the end, because that's the weird thing. This movie doesn't end 
at the end credits, or was that Rio that didn't end at the end credits? God damn, it, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't. It, sorry, not the end credits. There was a movie. It one of the two movies didn't end when the words "the end" ap- s- appeared on screen. I think it was Rio. Yeah, probably was. Avery, Avery, we, we gotta save that for a Rio podcast. If we ever do one, because I don't know if you will. have a way. Well, I don't know if you have a way to watch it. I can search my movie collection. Cause I, I, I honestly feel like I at least have the DV to Rio 2, weirdly enough. Ugh. But, yeah, um... This is the second DreamWorks movie we've ever covered, thinking about it. Uh, because we did... Uh, How to Train Your Dragon. And that was also a free movie of the month. Hmm. How to Train Your Dragon was much better. (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. I, uh, recently I was, I, I did a tier list of Disney Animation Studios movies. And I wanted to do one for DreamWorks as well, but then I realized I haven't even seen half of them. (laughs) So I'd like so to get. That's why we're doing Sinbad. Uh, it's part of why. Also, I saw it like I saw it was free on Amazon Prime. Also, um, I am pushing that we are covering. What, what was oh Clue next month for a free movie of the month? If it's still free. I mean, it could not be free by then. About the same time, but I'm a cheerleader is also still free, so... I would just like to point out that this movie used to be free on Peacock, and is no longer available on Peacock, as far as I can tell. Hmm. Like, I saw this movie free on Peacock months ago. Weird. But, yeah. I don't know if we said it earlier, but you're able to watch this on Prime Video. We probably should have said that at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> God, it, it, I mean, we barely spend like um, less than 30 minutes on this podcast. I mean, it, it we're not quite done yet. We still have enough time uh, to make it to 30. Um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> I'm not really stalling that much. We're literally like 28 well, minutes mean, and 30 seconds in. No, I mean, like, you're the one that's going to have to talk, because I basically got nothing. (laughs) Yeah, so, I I do think the visuals of this movie are actually really impressive by 2003 standards. Um, Like, particularly, there's uh, the scene where they're being chased by the fish, and that just looks amazing. Yeah, Honestly, I was a bit baffled to actually learn that this was 2003. Yeah, it's, like, kind of weird. Um, but, like, honestly, the visuals are really the only thing that carries this movie. (laughs) Because the plot's not very good, the characters aren't very memorable, um, the romance is not very good either. Um, I feel like there's no, like... um... Like, they want to set up an anti-hero because they looked at the charts and anti-heroes were all the rage nowadays. And that's where Sinbad came in. In 2003? I don't think so. I don't think so. 
Well, I'm sorry. I was just born that year. Um, I don't really know the trends, but that's really how it felt like um, they wanted Sinbad to be. Yeah, it just... I don't know. It was kind of a weird period for movies. Um, even Disney's output was kind of hit or miss during the 2000s. Um, Cause they had like great hits like Atlantis, the lost empire, which I believe is one of the top four Disney movies ever made. And then they had weird crap. <laughs> I can't think of a really bad one off the top of my head now. I mean, Disney um, has, like, it's kind of weird looking at some Disney movies and like, oh, that was Disney? Chicken Little. Oh, that was Disney. I should have <laughs> yeah, it was that. Disney, but like, <laughs> oh, yeah. that was Disney. <laughs> you compare, like, if we talk about Disney's output during the 2000s, they had Atlantis the Lost Empire, which I believe is top four, and then you have Chicken Little. <laughs> Why did they think that was a good idea? I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll cover Chicken Little eventually, I don't know, but I don't really have a desire to. <laughs> Avery? Well, actually, like... But through most of these movies have to pay me. Chicken Little, you, you have to pay me to watch that. <laughs> I mean, maybe I will. <laughs> A deposit of $10. I'm cheap. Because I'm also <laughs> broke. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Um, I guess uh, maybe we can rate this movie. Honestly, I'll go first, and I think when the movie got good, it was oh, it was decent at best. And I was thinking, like, when I was actually watching it, I think I was thinking, like, you know, high, like, high sevens, low eight, maybe. And then the romance hit, then the ending of the movie hit. So let's just, like, dumb that down by... Point five and go with a the six point five. Interesting. Your rating is actually very close to mine. So, like, I don't actively hate this movie. I wouldn't be opposed to watching it if I just couldn't find anything and like I was sitting there on like cable TV or some shit. Mm -hmm. Um. Or if somebody wanted to see it and I happened to be there, I wouldn't be opposed to watching it with them. With that being said, I decided to give it a 6.2. Hmm. Yeah, but like, this movie doesn't really have a lot going for it, in my opinion. Honestly, like, anything that it had, it almost, like, it dropped a lot of it going into the ending scenes. I kind of like Sinbad's character, but more in an ironic sort of way. See, I found the girl more interesting until mm. she just fell in love with Sinbad because he saved her life. 
and yeah, that was it. <laughs> the dog was the best part of the movie. She like she oh god, that dog had some weird intelligence that was never really explained. But yeah, she like she deserved better. <laughs> she deserves better than a sexist like Sinbad. I mean, the Dalmatians um one oh one movie um had a lot of weird uh, dog intelligence that um, were never explained. No, but those dogs could talk, so it like felt more natural for them to have more intelligence. Well, actually, okay, I'm just I just want to get into this. Like in those movies, obviously, their talking just sounds like barking to everyone else. Sure, but they are talking in full sentences to each other. Which is not something that dogs actually do. Hmm. But actually, anyway. That just reminds me of how cats only make sounds to humans, not to other cats. I don't know why. But <laughs> just weird things I know. Anyway, yeah, uh, that's been... Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas, our free movie of the month for March 2022. Um, there will be a link below for you to buy or rent the movie if you want to. Don't. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I've been Avery, that's been Lily, and we'll see you next time. Insert cheesy ending line. <laughs>